Hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. And today's conversation is with Chanel Vote. And just want to give you a heads up, this goes into some pretty deep, um, heavy places uh, around her story, around being abused. Um, and and so th- this may be one that you uh, may not want to listen to in the car with the, the kids in the back, if you, if you know what I mean. So just wanted to give you a, a heads up on this one. But oh my goodness, uh, it takes us to some places where only God's light could lead her through to the new life that she's currently living. Um, pretty amazing too. Uh, Chanel was Miss Canada at one point, And that's also part of the story to go from such a high to such a, a low that she experienced through an abusive relationship. And thank goodness, praise God for where she is today. And friends, this is a this is very real. Um, I think you will experience something really powerful in this conversation. Glad you're along for the ride. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. As always, great to have you part of this conversation. And this is going to be an incredible conversation. Uh, Really grateful for Chanel Vogt, who is with us today. Um, And she has a very, very powerful story. And uh, Chanel, let's just sort of jump in. I, I just want to say so grateful for where you are today because you've been through you've been through a lot, and and maybe just start a bit in your story and and where you've been some from pretty tough places over the last few years. Yeah, and and thank you so much mm. for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, yeah, so I, I guess maybe just give you a little bit of a background yeah. of a story to kind of set the pace and the yeah. tone as to where we're going to go today. Please, yeah. And um, so I grew up in a really conservative home, very loving, very supportive. Mm. Um, and my my parents were always, you know, showing us the best that they could in terms of how to succeed and how mm. to, you know, mm. grow and really chase after your dreams. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of those dreams... Uh, you know, going back was, uh, I was actually a competitive figure skater (laughs) and, uh, spent a lot of time in the rink and a lot of time times, you know, you, you get up and you fall down and, but you keep on getting up Mm -hmm. and you try that jump again and you go to another competition and you may not have done so well, but maybe the next one you're going to win. So there's always this constant push as to, how can I be better? Mm, And, um, how can I keep pushing forward? And I think that determination really became to be ingrained into who I was Mm. growing up and into the next stages of my life. And after my skating career, I ended up going into the Miss Canada pageant. Cool. Yeah, it was was a lot of fun. Um, I was actually homeschooled during my skating period. So in order to like kind of tell my parents and like kind of sell it to them that this is something that I really should do, Mm. um, I said, you know, this is my opportunity to be surrounded by other young women And really get out in the community and have experiences meeting people and becoming like um, an advocate and someone that like the younger girls want to look up to. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that you wore a sash and a crown, which was also very cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, And they went for it, your parents? <laughs> absolutely, nice. they did. And I wasn't sure because of how like how we grew up, um, yeah. how if that was going to be accepted. But they thought that, you know what, this is going to be a really good learning experience for you. And and it's something that I think you're going to grow with. That's cool. Um, so I went in just, you know, to do the best that I could. Um, but I put all of my energy into mm. it and, uh, and I took away with the crown. So, so you, you were Miss I, Canada. Miss Canada Globe. Wow. Yeah. 2008. So that was a really, really cool experience. Um, and that's kind of what gets me into 
this next part of my life. So mm. growing up, I had a wonderful life. I had all of these successes, all of these opportunities to set goals and to chase after dreams. And as I was during, like during the Miss Canada pageant, I met, you know, the love of my life. Mm. And um, as every young girl does who thinks that one day she's going to have that happily ever after story mm-hmm. that we all grew up watching and reading, mm. um, that's kind of where I was headed mm. with this relationship. And he became my everything. Mm. And um, how old were you at this point? Uh, yeah. So mm. when we met, I was just turning 19. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in between 19 and 20. And, uh, and, we we hit it off. Mm-hmm. It was he was a mm-hmm. lot of fun, you know, tall, charming, mm-hmm. um, really goofy, um, and it was really nice to kind of be a part of his little crew of friends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and kind of be like, you know, this is my girlfriend, and you know, being brought up and and being encouraged by the relationship that you're building, and mm-hmm. and he's not hiding you, right? Mm-hmm. So that felt good to me, mm-hmm. and it was my first relationship, and so just navigating those waters, yeah. And as I progressed through the relationship, there were some issues and some things that were starting to come up in terms of behavior and how I was being treated. Mm. And um, sometimes it would be um, an emotional or like a a verbal, something that was really not nice that was spoken to me. Um, I was called names um, sometimes. And and then usually it was in a moment where he was really upset Mm. um, or maybe I had done something that kind of you know, ticked him off a little Mm bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But that continued to progress as our relationship progressed Mm. um, to the point where there was now being very, um, uh, there was starting to become like physical abuse. Oh, wow. But it, there was, it was very subtle at the beginning because it was more so there was one time where, you know, I was just going into the washroom just to brush my teeth. And he um, came up beside me and he thought that, oh, you're so cute and gave me like a little slap on the face. Um, so there wasn't any anger there, mm-hmm. but the the movement and the action that he took, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it shocked me and I had a tear mm-hmm. in my eye and I said, that wasn't nice, like that hurt. Mm-hmm. And he confronted, like, con- you know, comforted mm-hmm. me and said, I'm sorry. I was just, you know, excited mm-hmm. about our day and, and, um, and so that those little subtle mm. physical attacks became more apparent throughout the relationship. Mm. And they were so subtle and so um, kind of brought into like a different, like he wasn't upset. Mm. It was just like, I'm just excited and mm. I didn't mean to hurt you. Um, so I was constantly getting used to that mm. little behavior. Mm-hmm. Um and as I was navigating kind of this relationship, um, I, of course, was falling more and more in love and caring about him and and wanting to have this relationship work. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, when we did have some arguments, uh, usually for me, I, I wasn't a confrontational person. I wanted to see the best okay. in him, the best in his family, the best in his friends, and... Um, and I also was looking up to him as kind of like a leader and mm-hmm. protector, mm. someone that was eventually going to help like provide and maybe be someone solid in my mm. life. And uh, It's a very forgiving and gracious in these moments when they happen, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was. Um, you know, I really struggled after the fact thinking that, you know, I was really 
people were saying, Chanel, you were so naive. And, mm. and that was a hard word to swallow mm. for a really long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just because there was so much conditioning happening. Mm. And mm-hmm. when I say the conditioning was happening over that time, it was, I was starting to believe in something different. Mm. I was starting to not believe in the confidence in myself and mm. just submitting to this behavior and hoping that I can make like become the that peacemaker mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just allow for the situation to cool off. Mm. Um, and I was starting to become a little bit afraid, a little bit afraid of, um, you know, if he's acting like this, mm. if he gets really upset, I could get really hurt. Mm. So that fear was starting to trickle in. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the fact like when you're in a relationship and you're starting to be have these feelings and you're you're kind of fighting with yourself, um, you're you're afraid to leave. You're afraid to not mm. feel love. Mm-hmm. You're afraid to um, to let go of an opportunity because yeah. you're so invested in it. And um, so as the years progressed, uh, I you know more and more abuse was happening. Mm. Um, but I was just trying to make the relationship work. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess um, the next stage in that in that was uh, I had gone to uh, there had been a couple times where we had broken up okay. and there was a, a big um, you know we we went back and forth several times over the years and um, I, I guess how to kind of sum it up mm-hmm. in in the best possible way mm-hmm. is while this abuse was happening uh, we had decided that. Um, I was at that point going back and forth to school. And, um, you know, I was out in Ottawa. He was down here in the GTA. It was really far. And we were already invested in this relationship. Um, He asked me to marry him. Um, His mom was like, you know, really excited about having me into the family. And uh, and so we started taking steps into moving our life forward. And one of those steps was, um, you know, preparing ourselves for that, but also maybe have a baby one mm-hmm. day. Um, and that's what happened. So I ended up becoming pregnant with my son. And I um, decided at the end of that particular school year that I was going to have to move home um, and that we were going to have to, you know, find a place, find a home um, to raise this baby and start our beautiful mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And um, at that point, even though we were still going through, you know, his the little temper tantrums that were happening mm-hmm. throughout the relationship, at that point, I was like, well, I'm in it for life now. Mm-hmm. I have this baby on the way, and and this is what and I've chosen. Things just changed here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, as I we were living together and the baby was there, the abuse became, it became... Um, the abuse began to escalate mm. and it escalated to a point where there were weapons involved mm. and my life now was in very much danger. Mm. And I'm going to like fast track to the sure. last day. Um, the last day. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the last day when I just kind of decided about a week leading up to the end, um, there was an incident that happened where I, um, it was the end of the day. My son was teething. Mm. I had done a long day at work. I was going back and forth to work. My son was about eight months old at this time. I was pregnant with my next baby. Mm. So I was going through those like Mm. emotions and, 
And uh, it was late at night. I told him, I sent him a text. I said, listen, I'm really tired. It's been a long day. I'm just going to go to bed. Your food's in the microwave. Like all you have to do is heat it up, but I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he came home, there was a different story. It was go get my food. I've been, I've had a long day too. You know, the foot comes up on the bed and says, you need to massage it. And that was the first time that I said, I stood up for myself mm. and I said, did you not get my text? I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, there was, um, you know, of course, he had said, uh, you're disrespecting me. Mm. And uh, mm. for me not to be able to use my voice and for it to kind mm. of be, because I used my voice, there was a circumstance. The circumstance was now you're going to be hurt. Mm. And you're how dare you? Oh, my goodness. So this is just the last incident. Yeah. These aren't the ones that happened in between um, with weapons. Um, But this in particular was my tipping point Mm -hmm. because I realized I have a a young child. I'm now pregnant with this child and, and I'm not being respected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, The course of the next week leading up to the end, I remember going over to my mom's and uh, she was babysitting my son at the time when I was working. And, I told her I lied on the couch every morning. I went to go drop him off because I was just exhausted. And I had said, I don't know when, just be ready. Mm. And my mom held on to that until the following week when I went to my neighbors after a huge, huge, huge incident. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I went to my neighbors and I said, listen, I need some help Mm. and I need to get a hold of my mom. And I don't think we have very much time. Mm. And that was the day that I decided that I was going to leave. Mm. Um, and I left when he was at work. And me and my son never looked back. Mm. Wow. Oh, wow. Chanel, I'm just, I'm really sorry to, you know, just, it, it, it just it sounds terrible and just didn't deserve that, you know, and really feel really sorry that, that, that life was so hard, and, you know, in, in those days. And, and yeah, it's hard to imagine, but it happens. It does happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, as I said at the beginning, really, really glad that you, you know, you you are where you are today, and that you're safe and healthy and happy and moving into a new phase of your life. And it, what strikes me, a couple of things. One is the the significant change from being Miss Canada on top of the world, right, and to the darkness of this life that you would have. I can't even imagine how how you would have felt, you know, in in, in some of those moments. Um, yeah, what was what was that like for you, having gone from such a high to such a terrible low? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that there was part of me through that that time, that darkness, that knew that I wasn't safe and knew mm. that I need to get okay. out. Yeah, um, and I think it was because the experiences that I had in the past, mm. you know, mm-hmm. being that Miss Canada, being okay. a, a competitive figure skater, and and having that light kind of shone on me, sure, yeah. I, I, I knew that I had that within my heart somewhere. Mm-hmm. It was hiding, um, and it knew it needed to get out. Amazing. And I think that because I knew, I, I knew deep down that this wasn't right. Mm. That I knew I needed to get out, mm-hmm. but I needed to trust that there was going to be that right moment to mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. And um, and I had to be brave. And, mm. and at that point, I had been knocked down. Mm-hmm. My confidence was gone. Yeah. My self-worth was gone. Um, I really didn't look at myself in the mirror and say, look, th- 
that's Chanel and she's mm -hmm. beautiful and she's loved and she's kind and and um she's doing the best she she can. Mm -hmm. It was it was a very different conversation mm -hmm. that I was having with myself because I was being told a different story, a different narrative mm -hmm. by this person that was supposed to love me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and guys, please just go where you want to go. Yeah, because I could I can't imagine the, the yeah, the, the depth of, of where you, as you reflect on your story and some of those experiences. I'm very curious though when when um when you think about that the the voices or what what you were telling yourself then, um, what 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 were some of those kinds of things? And then and then how how did you find a way out of that? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think one of the biggest things, especially when you decide to start a family, mm. um, my parents had been going through a separation shortly before, and that was really hard on me. And likely a reason why I clung on to him the way I did, mm. um, because I wanted that protector and provider, right? Um, and and I think that the narrative that I was telling myself was very much the same narrative that he was telling me that I wasn't good enough, that I I wasn't worthy. Um, and and when you're being told that over and over, and it's slowly chipping away at mm -hmm. who you are in your identity, um, it it takes a lot to kind of break that off of your mm. your chest mm -hmm. and and just to say you know what that's not who i am and and i deserve better and i deserve to be loved and i deserve to you know um live a beautiful life and raise my kids in a in a safe environment yeah. and i think that was the thing that was starting to kind of trickle back into like my bloodstream into okay. my heart was you know, I knew that there that I had been raised in a beautiful, loving family, and I mm. wanted that for my kids. And mm. I knew that if I stayed, that was not going to happen. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So that that vision of what you really wanted for your life, which you thought you were getting and and buying into, or jumping into, or living into from the very beginning. Um, that was becoming clear that that was not where this was going to be going. But that vision that you still had. Interesting how that moved you forward through obviously some very difficult decisions and and tough courageous moments. Um, yeah. So as you think back to boy having the courage, you mentioned courage earlier. Um, where where did that courage come mm. from? Um, yeah. How did you how did you find yourself moving from a place where yeah, if I could say, I think you were stuck, like really right and scared. Um, in many moments, but then you were blessed with this courage to mm. to take some action and make some very difficult but right decisions. And and yeah, how, where did that come from? How did that all work? Yeah, mm -hmm. this this is the best part because mm. um, the best part and the scariest part mm. because it was this courage came in the scariest moment of my life, mm. and it's almost like you have to be put into a situation where you just, there's no way out unless you have courage. Mm, mm -hmm. And when you're kind of pushed in that situation, um, you, you really have two choices. You either are going to stay in the life that you're living and have it continue to be unpredictable, mm. um, or you're going to make an action, even if it's just one action, mm -hmm. of stepping forward into the unknown that's unpredictable, but that could keep you safe. Mm -hmm. And I think because the very last incident, um, the day that I left, 
um, I was pregnant and I had my son on my hip and he went to go hit me. And I said, I am going to call the cops. And at that moment, when he said, here you go, here's the phone, just so you know, if you call them, you're not even going to be alive by the time they get here. That's when I knew that today was the day. Okay. Today was the day that I was leaving. I did not know how. I had no idea how I was going to leave. I just knew that God was going to get me through. Wow. And you made the decision. And I'm, I'm getting like I'm getting tingles here. You made, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, in that yeah. moment, you made the decision. This is over. This, this is, is over. I'm, I, whatever I have to do, I'm going to do. That's right. Oh my goodness. And and the moment that he left for work, he took my car keys, and he's like, "You're not going anywhere, and you're not stepping out of this house unless you have permission from me." Mm-hmm. And so that's when I went to my neighbors and I called from their cell phone because I I was just afraid if my mom or a family weren't going to be able to come home in time to help me that, um, you know, there was no evidence mm-hmm. on my phone that I reached out for okay. help. Yeah. So I went to my neighbors and wow. and then it was just a trickle effect. And yeah. it truly was so supernatural mm. about how that whole day happened and how I escaped so safely because he wasn't expecting to to be at work very long. And it was only a matter of time till, um, and I had to leave a message uh, with my mom. So I couldn't even speak to her on the phone. So my neighbor said, you know, go home, pack a few things. Uh, we'll watch the baby for now. And uh, we'll let you know if we hear back from her. And it was mm. within about an hour and a half and they arrived, my mom, my sister, wow. my mom's friend, my brother, my sister-in-law. Mm. It was just the whole family was there and they didn't know what was going on. Of course, my mom felt and knew that there was something sure. not right, yeah, yeah. right? Moms know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but my whole family just dropped what they were doing and they showed up and they mm. helped me escape. Mm. And then just for everyone to be available in that moment, mm. really, mm. Sh- like it showed me that there is more than just coincidence. Mm. There is a higher power mm. that is working in your life as long as you tap into it and you ask. Mm. Mm. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, yeah, that must have been. Yeah, it, you must have you must have replayed that day over and over again in your mind many many times. The way everything came together, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My goodness. yeah. You mentioned the supernatural. You mentioned a higher power. Um, how, how how has faith, um, God, um, how has that uh, been? Something that you've how have you experienced that relationship through through all of this? How how was it helpful? How was it helpful? Yeah, where was God in the midst of all of this mm-hmm. for you, Chanel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I definitely have to say that there was a time in my life where I was pushing it down. Mm. I was pushing it down in order to be in the relationship, mm. and um, but I always knew from my upbringing and from the 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 relationship that I had with God as a young adult and as a teenager, it was really strong. And I knew that I could always come back. Mm. And it was just a matter of me finding that moment and saying, listen, I made some bad decisions. I got myself into a really unfortunate situation, but I need you to help me right now because I can't do it anymore. Mm. And it was almost like that full surrender mm. of, "I this burden is way too much for me to carry. Mm. And I can't do it on my own. And I now need to sh- to tell you, like, to say, God, like, mm. take it away from me. Mm. 
and I will I will continue to walk and raise these kids in the way that you want me to raise them. Mm. Um, there needed to be that that light switch change, and it needed to be immediate. Um, and so that that by that, that by that whole experience of leaving and God showing up in the way that he did to make it so smooth mm. on the scariest day of my life not mm. knowing if he would be back or if something mm-hmm. would happen to me um that was such a beautiful gift mm. um because i i didn't i didn't know if my family would support me mm. i didn't know if um you know, they would be there to help me because now I'm now leaving with a child and about to have another child in a mm-hmm. couple months. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how I'm going to mm-hmm. support myself, no idea how I'm going to provide or protect mm-hmm. myself from someone who has threatened mm-hmm. my life. So I knew that I needed to hold on to something. Mm-hmm. Even if I couldn't see it, I needed that deep yeah. faith in order to say, this is the right decision. You're doing the right thing for yourself mm. and your kids. And mm-hmm. this is this is the way you move forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, even if I don't know how this day is going to unfold, let alone like tomorrow or next week or the next year. But I, today, that conviction eh, that God gave you in that moment, that clarity that this this is the day, um, this has to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. What what would you say, Chanel, to maybe others who are who are stuck in a, in a place. I mean, it could be a situation like this. This happens, unfortunately, more than we know. Mm-hmm. Um, often we don't know. Um, so what would you, what would you say, a, a word of advice, a word of encouragement? Um, and, and I think probably whatever you're thinking for the situation you've come out of and come through, um, even if someone's situation is different from that, the need for courage um, is constant for all of us to take mm-hmm. on a new task, to enter a new relationship, to make a decision. Like we, we always need courage. Um, your courage was extraordinary, as you said, supernatural. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But yes, yeah, so what would be your 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 word of encouragement, maybe, to someone that is in a place where they they haven't made a decision like that yet? They've been waiting. They're afraid. Um, yeah, what, what would you what would you say to them? <laughs> yeah, and actually, I want to I want to tie in an experience mm. that happened last sure. night as I was preparing myself for here. Cool. Um, so first of all, um, I, I want to say that you are loved mm. and you are protected, and that mm. there will be provision, mm. even if you don't see it. Mm. E- and and my life the last 10 years living and moving forward, God has continued to show up to provide for me, you know, whether or not it's getting myself through school and education, um, finding another job. Like Mm -hmm. I I know that he's been there for me and I know that he's going to continue to offer and open doors for me, but I have to keep trusting. Mm -hmm. I have to keep believing that there is a plan in place for me and my kids. Mm -hmm. And, no matter what, um, there are, even though you may feel shameful, you may feel that um, embarrassed even from the situation that you might be in. Uh, maybe people know about it. Maybe people don't know about it. But the people that are closest to you mm. who are trying to reach out to you mm. that you might not be feel comfortable reaching out to just yet, but they're there waiting um, they love you mm-hmm. and they're there to support you and help you walk you through the next steps. 
And mm. um, I think that's really powerful. And and the the example that mm. I wanted to share mm. was um, last night I was going through and kind of reviewing what I wanted to kind of say sure. today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I came across a letter that my grandparent mm. gave to me. Awesome. And I, I ended up moving out and going into a safe house three days later. That safe house was with my grandparents um, uh, on my mom's side. And so they took care of me. They supported me. They, you know, put food on the table mm. and just helped me walk back into mm. the life that I wanted to live with mm-hmm. these kids. And they were there for me every single day. And um, my grandparents on my dad's side, it, that's who the letter came from. And they're about 10 years older. And uh, that letter that I found was just a beautiful encouragement to share with people that he, he was saying to me, Chanel, like, we love you so much and your son, and mm. and you can come visit us anytime and you can stay for a week at a time. And mm. and here's a little bit of a little bit of money because mm. I know that you need it. And I know that I love you and you're gonna find good use for this. And mm. and so having and reading that that letter kind of just brought me back to that moment where I was just totally afraid. Mm. I had no idea um if anybody was going to accept me back mm. into the family wow. you know and um because of the fear that was narrated into my yeah. life and so recognizing that 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 narrative isn't true mm-hmm. that we are love we are created from love mm. and just by knowing that mm-hmm. then there are people that are going to be close enough to us that are going to help support us mm. and bring us through absolutely. to the next stage absolutely yeah talk about recognizing where you might have felt all alone, but you 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 really weren't. You had a yeah. you had an army there ready to to pick you up and walk together on whatever's gonna come next. Like that's so awesome. Thank so you. awesome. Yeah. Oh Chanel, I just feel like we're on holy ground here hearing your story and just really, really sad and 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 bothered by um, what you've had to experience. And I, I, I think as we all hear this, um, let's keep working towards a world where these things don't happen, you know, where there are um, healthy, good relationships where people are treated as equal with love and respect. And, and uh, yeah, let's, let's do whatever we can to battle this together, man. Um, Cause really, really so sorry that you had to experience that, but also so um, grateful that God has brought you to where you are today. I can just, I can tell that you glow and that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, for sure. Hey, let's end with a little good news podcast, rapid fire. Sure, for kids sure. What's the best thing going on in your home and your family these days? Oh my gosh. So my kids would say family night with Nintendo Switch <laughs> oh, because yes. that's a new toy in the yes. house. <laughs> that's great. Um, but we're, we're actually doing uh, renovations in our house, like one weekend at a time, one renovation, one room at a time. So mm. that's been fun to kind of chip away at. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the the fun thing that's going on in, in my family. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, best thing going on in your neighborhood, your community. Oh, this has been like my my goal for this year is really developing meaningful connect, connections mm. and relationships. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of what's going on in the community around me and the people that I'm associated with and mm. really wanting to dive deeper into having those relationships and and blossoming blossoming them because we truly do need a community mm-hmm. to move forward in life. Mm, absolutely. As your story totally so reflects living <laughs> into that in a new way. That's awesome. Best thing going on in our world these oh, days. Yeah. Now this a big one's, one. This mm. is a big one. But I think um the best thing that I'm kind of noticing is that people are starting to use their voice. Mm, mm-hmm. They're starting to use their voice. They're starting to share their stories and their mm-hmm. experiences. 
And mm. I think that's a big thing to take away from because there is so much going on, mm-hmm. but without a voice, others won't be heard. Mm. Mm. So I, I wanted to really gravitate and just kind of like push in and knowing that, you know, in this world, there there's many things going on. But one of the good things is is that people are starting to use their voice mm-hmm. and, and that's powerful. Mm. And you've done such a good job of using your voice today and, <laughs> and coming to a point where you, yeah, you made those decisions and, and yeah, so grateful. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Well, love to say a prayer for you, Chanel, before we close. Of course. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Let's Thanks. Mm. Mm. Oh God, thank you for this. Um, yeah. Sacred space, holy ground we, we, we've been on and we've, we've entered deeply into a, a very, real and and in some ways many ways unfortunate um dark place and and yet you you shone your light and you you led chanel through that time especially in that moment on that day where you gave her conviction and clarity that it was time to move it was time to make a change you gave her courage to act and so we we thank you that your holy spirit can enable us to do and be um more than we can can even imagine on our own so we great, we're grateful for the way that you've done that in Chanel's life. Can you bless her and her beautiful family and a future that you absolutely have in store for them? We we pray for everyone listening, watching, that that wherever we are at, wherever people are at, that you would give us courage um, to speak up, to use our voices, to act and and lead uh, ourselves and others into a world that you have desired and that you want to see your kingdom coming here on earth where there is peace and and love and equality. And so we we pray for that. We work for that. We join you in in that work. And just thanks again for this conversation and the, the many ways that you've been at work in and through it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Chanel, so much. Thank you. Thank <laughs> uh, you for having me. You're you're so welcome. Uh, friends, thanks so much for being a part of uh, this conversation today. Always good to have you part of the Good News Podcast family. God bless you and be with you and hope to see you again real soon. What a what a just an amazing individual. Um, Chanel has this this vibrancy, and and it's hard to even believe that she could be so fully alive. She is she is on fire, and and, and after all that she's been through, when she was talking about that moment where she just had this conviction, this was the day that this this was the, the clarity that God had given her that that she needed to act, she needed to do something, um, and she made a decision in that moment, even not knowing what she was going to. Do, how, how she was going to do it, what would come of it. Like that was, that was incredible. And, and that obviously translates to all of us, maybe not in situations quite like that, but, but along life's way, we have these moments where God brings that kind of clarity and, and conviction and a decision gets made. And, and so just really appreciated the, the, the beautiful way that, that Chanel articulated that. I was also really moved. In fact, I, I found myself getting quite emotional when she was talking about the, the, the way that her family surrounded her and the way that she realized that even though she may have felt all alone in, in those very deep, dark places and days that she she had this this army of people that were ready to to surround her, to love her, to walk 
you know, with her, whatever was going to come next. And, and pray. I, I just pray, friends, that as you listen to this, as, as you reflect on what you've heard here today too, that, that you would know that you also have that, that God will have blessed you with people who are ready to, to be with you, for you, whatever, whatever it is that you're facing as well. And just got to mention this as well, um, to use our voices, to use our voices, not only for ourselves, and, and so grateful that God gave Chanel the courage to speak up and, and use her voice and recognize how unfair and unjust what was happening, but may we also be moved, inspired, challenged today to use our voices for others as well, because we can lead the way in bringing, in bringing justice and helping work with God, partner with God to make the world right. And sometimes it's simply by using our voices, being other people's voices, and just would encourage us to, to recognize the opportunity that we all have to do that as well. Friends, thank you so much. I can't, can't, can't say how much you mean to me, to us, and really grateful that we get to share this thing called life together, that we, you are a part of the Good News Podcast family. God bless you, be with you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Good News with Jamie Holtham. Please uh, like this, share this. Um, you never know who else might need to hear this conversation that we've shared as well today. God bless you, friends. Hope to see you again real soon.